0: You are listening to Geekdom Empowers, the podcast about people empowered through their geekiness. Welcome back! My name is Guy Hassan and you are listening to Geekdom Empowers. Geekdom Empowers is the podcast that highlights creators and fans in the geek world who do not often get to be highlighted. It's these people, it is us, who make up almost all of the geek world. By talking to each person, by hearing their stories, geek them in bows, create a huge, giant, world-sized quilt. Of all the geeks all around the world, each person is a story, and together we are one story, one huge geek-verse quilt. We're doing this one person at a time until we talk to all of them. Let's see if I can do that. Our guest today is My S. Campbell. illustrates children's books. She is making in Powers history since she completes the first wife-husband set of interviewees we've ever had. Just a couple of weeks ago we had Josh Campbell the husband and now we're talking to Maya S. Campbell, the wife. She will talk about her journey, about growing up a twin, about storytelling through pictures and about being able to keep walking, doing the thing you love. Let's listen.
1: Well, I, I know you already interviewed my husband, Josh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we met in college. He might have said a little bit about this, but yeah, we met in college in the illustration program. And one of the classes we took was um, sequential art. And uh, the teacher at the time um, was David Hadlock. And I think he's since retired now, but uh, he brought to class children's books and used them as references and examples. Um, one of the illustrators was Chris Van Alsberg. And I think it was, I don't remember the title, but it was about a garden. It was black and white, um, almost pointillism in his detail and drawing style. Anyway, it really um, kind of made me think about how much I loved storytelling, but I didn't necessarily want to do comics. And I found that children's books was a lot more appealing to me. It was a, a shorter story, especially picture books. It was a shorter story, and I really loved children. At the time, my sister just had um, a little boy, and so um, I really grew to love kids, and I revisited children's books and saw all the imagination that you can have with it and um, just really wanted to do that, and I started reading them again and collecting them and um after graduating but
0: uh, i have to stop you for a second what do you mean you love yeah. storytelling like,
1: well children's which... books are sort of a shorter they're kind of a challenge because you have to make them appealing for children you have to also make them appealing for the adults so it's um it's not a it's a different kind of animal when it comes to tackling how to tell the story, like what images you want to show. And um, you're also of course marrying it to a manuscript, but the manuscript is a lot, um, they, they can't say as much as a novel. They can't say as much as um, a long story and be really detailed. And also like depending on the age range, there's certain limitations. But the challenge for that is trying to pick apart and add something to it with your illustration something that, you know, um, grabs the attention of the kid and maybe speaks to them in a way or speaks to the parents in a way and conveys a really strong message, sort of almost like enhances the manuscript really. And in kids' books, I found that really rewarding and um, a different kind of challenge than, you know, it's kind of like It's kind of like if you had to write a short story versus a novel there's you you know you have to edit out things and in some ways it can make it harder when you can't just put everything in you know you have to be picky and be wise with what you do so um
0: the thing is i'm I'm trying to find something like you said something and it clicked for me and i think there's something there and i'm trying to find out who you are because i don't know who you are so i'm going to ask a really silly question okay I'm trying to find something really specific. Um, There's art, like you like to draw. And there's doing storytelling in art, which is not the same thing. And when you say you like storytelling, how far back does that go? Like, where where is that from?
1: Well, I always loved picture books and I really loved um, the Harry Potter series, um, I really loved um, Never Ending stories. So these are a couple of stories that I started reading more. And in, in college, I sort of revisited novels and started getting into um, reading again. I mean, I read when I was younger, a lot of fantasy science, science fiction stuff. And, you know, watched a lot of cartoons, read a lot of comic books and um, manga and things like that when I was younger so I always really liked art and story Um, and then of course like I said with David Hadlock when he started bringing those in in college you're looking at it as an adult at this point and you just see it in a different light Um, you see the intelligence behind the illustrations and the manuscript whereas when you're a kid you're really just enjoying the story you're enjoying the book and taking in what you can but when you revisit it as an As an adult. And of course, also you're analyzing it in art school. You're not just, you know, going, Oh, that's a beautiful picture. You're trying to figure out like um, why this picture, what makes it work? Why is it so appealing and things like that? Um, And uh, it was just, it was like the perfect, (laughs) the perfect genre for me to be able to do what I love most, which is okay. So I don't have to do just one illustration. I can do 10 illustrations to tell this story. But each one is a challenge, and each one has to be um, add something to the story, and also um, show it in a way that would just um, in just really uh, be memorable, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully be lovely to look at, and, and um, it's just uh, something something about that ability to take more than one scene and be able to sort of tell the story along with the manuscript, but adding your own thing through your art to the story.
0: It sounds to me like you're saying that in in doing movement, you can find the essence of something.
1: Yes. And um, I think think in text, you're allowed to have your own idea of what a character would look like. And when you add a picture to the story, like say in a comic or even a picture book or, even a movie maybe you see what the person imagines it or what you're sort of forced to imagine it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, because novel you have to imagine it, whereas if they're showing it to you. So you're supposed to, as the illustrator, you're supposed to sort of come up with that. And that part's really fun because I always loved doing that when I was reading a novel, was imagining what the character would be like, imagining what the scenery would be like and if you can draw you can actually <laughs> do that you know you can draw it out and well attempt to draw it out as close to what you imagined as as possible mm-hmm. so just really well, rewarding
0: okay so you found storytelling uh, for yes. children and uh then what happened like uh even before that like did you did you think art could be a career or did you think you know You'd be a starving oh. artist for the rest of your life.
1: Or... Yes. I mean, for years, my twin and I, um, we would draw our own comics and manga because I'm half Japanese. So my mom would rent and show us a bunch of Japanese manga. This is like long before it was ever in America or ever well known. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up watching and reading those and I, I always loved to draw. And so for a long time I wanted to do manga, but um, doing that in America at the time wasn't possible. There weren't, there was no publishing houses, publishing manga, Um, nobody knew about it. Um, And so when I was in college, I didn't really give up on that dream, but I I sort of wasn't as interested in um, such a long project and then when I saw the the picture books that my teacher was showing everybody, I saw the variety that you could have, and I saw that um, when you take when you take someone else's story and you're drawing that, I like that challenge almost more than um, writing it myself. I don't know why. I always really liked uh, that collo- that collaboration of and i think it probably has to do with me and my twin working together. You're always kind of bouncing ideas off each other and trying to come up with a character that appeals to them and what you're trying to say so it's almost like you're you're working together on what image you want it to look like and i find that really rewarding too. So I like working with the authors and um, the editors who kind of say, no, 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 change it here, maybe make this, where they show me some examples of what they like, and I take all of that and try to come up with my own. And so um, I always loved art, but and I did want to do manga, but something about children's books specifically really spoke to me, and so that's when it really, that was it. I didn't want to do anything else. So um, it really came... Closer to college age when I decided it was all about children's books. I mean, I'm still interested in, you know, other forms of art. But um, as far as things that I want to work on, it's mainly picture books. I hope I answered your question.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Answering the question is not the point. The point is telling, (laughs) you know, uh, your story. Uh, I didn't know you had a twin. So, and you do stuff with your twin. I, I have a stupid question to ask again um do you two uh can do you have this kind of telepathy um no
1: know? but we i want to say almost <laughs> i don't, i think a lot of twins probably feel this way at least the ones that are really close um we can finish each other's sentences we don't have to finish a sentence actually we can just look at each other and know exactly what the person was going to say um if somebody were to say we're at a store. What would May want? I could easily choose what May would want, even if it's not appealing to me. I would know almost what she would pick.
0: Wait, um, you don't mind she's May?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there lots of funny stories with our names there, <laughs> as we look similar. She's a little bit shorter than me, and you know, tattooed and pierced and stuff like that. So we look different enough, but when we were younger, definitely nobody could tell us apart. And we liked the same stuff, but she, while I veered more towards children and children's books and that sort of lifestyle with family and all that stuff, she was always more interested in, you know, art and music and her friends. And um, she, she wasn't as family oriented, at least like creating a family and children as I was. So, while I turn to children's books, she's still more into like comics and things like that. So we did drift a little bit in interest there, but yeah, we like a lot of the same things. We know what the other one's thinking. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we could recite out a person's thought, but we definitely have an in tune un- mm-hmm. understanding more than mm-hmm. I've had with any
0: other sisters. I think. That's for sure. I think the thing twins have is <laughs> almost, you know, none of the non-twins, non-triplets and so on, I yeah. have is that you know, we grew up alone. You mm-hmm. were never alone. You always had someone else who was with you yeah, uh, and uh, looked like you. Um, so what is it like to walk with your twin on art?
1: Yeah. Um... Those times were probably some of the best times when it came to creating art because uh, we never we never really uh, argued about anything. And we just knew how to make our stories work well together. So it's kind of funny because we would come up with characters on our own. We would come up with an environment together and then we would pass a piece of paper back and forth between each other. So she would draw her character and what that character is doing. And if my character was supposed to be in that scene she would leave a space for me to write mine and I would put that in there. And then it would be a complete image there with both of them interacting or we would pass it back and forth and they would talk to each other through, and we wouldn't tell each other what we were gonna write. We would just, it was improvised, but by the end of it, you'd have this completely hilarious or depressing or whatever scene we were going for, and the story would build and build and build. So it was like, and we did that for years and years and years and years. So um, I think because it was so fun to do that, And it was there was no pressure, there was no boss to appeal to, there was no audience that we had to answer to or anything like that. Those were some of the funnest times I've had um, as far as creating art. Of course, it wasn't professional, you know, it's not like we were paid to do this. So I think any artist probably when they do their own private projects, they're probably, they'd probably say compared to the paid projects, they have more fun doing their own, you know, whatever home project they have on the side probably the, is the most rewarding. So I bet that's not unusual. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and, uh, okay. So back to the story, you, you were at the, uh, the, is the next step when you got out of school or did something else happen? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, when, uh, when I was in college, almost before we graduated the, one of the teachers, Talked about a startup company that was interested in hiring college graduates for picture books, which I mean, hello. (laughs) So, myself and I think two or three other students in my class, we all um, applied for it. I think I got rejected the first time because I was really ignorant of what the submission process was and stuff. But then, uh, when I refined what I sent, that's the time I got a contract. And so, all of us were fresh um, graduates we'd never really done working freelance before and so it was nice to have that kind of be the first project that I really got um, and from that I got a few other jobs following that and um, things just started happening from there mm-hmm. so um, I was lucky. I don't think that's normal I think especially in children's books it's so competitive that it's really hard to get your foot in the door. So I was really lucky in that regard.
0: So then what happened?
1: Um, well, I got my picture book and um, I sort of did, I built up a portfolio and sent out inquiries to publishers and got some emails back to do titles Um. I think it was right around when we were living in Portland, Oregon. Josh and I were living in Portland, Oregon. And I had maybe my second or third contract at the time I was working on um, my second or third book. Um, And then we moved back to California. Uh, And then I know there was a period of time where I wasn't doing picture books. Necessarily. I didn't have as many inquiries, um, but I did do some freelance work, just il- little illustrations for um, a company in Germany. And so I was kind of at this point, you're still building, I'm still building my career, really. And I'm working as a um, purchasing agent at an art store at the same time. Um, and when I had my son, Because he's autistic, I took some time off really to sort of focus on getting him prepared for the world and really um, do therapy work with him. And I was at home with him and taking care of him a lot. So it was maybe when he entered preschool or kindergarten, I started trying to draw more and get more just freelance work because I just needed to pay bills at this point. So I wasn't really pursuing publishing houses anymore. I just wanted any job that would take me. Um. And then during COVID, oddly enough, is when I was able to get um, a lot more work, at least just in picture books. Um, but a lot of my clientele are, uh, what do you call it, self-publishers. So I get most of my work, actually, through a website called Readsy.
0: Readsy? It's, Spell yeah,
1: that. it's R e e d s y. Okay. I was invited. Somebody sent me an invite on the in an email to join their uh, community, and I think it's it's a lot like um, any of those freelance artist sites where you're able to sort of put up your portfolio, and then people find you, and then Reedy sort of takes a cut off the top of whatever you earn. So they're sort of helping you meet clients, mm-hmm. and at first it was a really slow build. And then, boom! It just took off. So, um, I think I think because I had those years in between to kind of do my own personal art and really build my portfolio um, and put that out there, that I was able to um, get the contracts that I did after I finally like kind of revisited freelance. You know, once my son was in school and stuff like that, and then COVID hit so i hope i'm making sense <laughs> i tend to ramble i'm sorry
0: <laughs> i think that's what he said in his episode too what? To ramble. i think that's what just said
1: yeah we, both ramble. Ran- we do <laughs>
0: but everything's making sense
1: oh good okay
0: <laughs> do you think uh you'll ever uh do manga again, uh, again no. do manga
1: manga maybe Josh wants me to kind of do young age or young adult sorry young adult um, comics because he says that uh, it's it's a, a popular genre right now mm-hmm. and, and I'm not opposed to it but it's hard to step away from children's books because they're they're a quicker project you finish them a lot quicker than you would a manga um, also uh I don't know. I feel like my brain after having a kid is just not like it was. <laughs> it's just, uh, storytelling is a lot different for me. It's like a whole different kind of mindset than just drawing. I, I know it's weird cause they're both creative, but writing like a story for, um, a manga or even a picture book actually would be really difficult for me. Right now. I couldn't, I couldn't not, I mean, I could do it, but, um, with the limited time that I have right now, it's a lot easier for me to just stick with illustration. I think, yeah, writing is different. Writing is just, <laughs> I find it more painful, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I mean, if my sister might come up with a story. I know she loves to write. So if she came up with a story and wanted to work with me, maybe that would be probably a, uh, a way that I would start doing that more than me just wanting to do it myself. Um it's, yeah, writing is hard. I don't know if you write
0: I'm, yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, yeah I'm an author, so I do. And I know that writing is painful. If writing yeah. is for many, many people, so if yeah, most if you say writing is painful, writing is probably not for you. Um, yeah. even if you're good at it.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> drawing,
0: I, I assume is not painful for you.
1: Well, drawing can be, um, you know, sometimes you just—I mean—you have to work even if you don't feel like it. I think that's anybody, any job you take. So, but when it comes to creative work, I feel like I feel like I could do data entry even if I wasn't in the mood, you know. But when it comes to drawing, and you're not in a good mood for it, it's—it's it's strangely really, really painful and hard, much like writing probably is too, or, um, you know, your skills are only so much. And if you understand what you want it to look like, and you're not hitting that mark, that can be painful, you know, Mm -hmm. um, comparing yourself to others that can be painful. (laughs) So, um, I mean, there, I feel like it's a, it's something I feel like only creative artists or illustrators or you know writers probably can very much relate to while it might be kind of hard for other people to understand because you're thinking aren't you having fun you know writing is drawing is so fun you know it's so expressive and, and you're like no 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 it's work <laughs> it is painful work even the funnest book probably somebody shed a tear over that project you just don't know about it so at least that's my experience maybe it's different for others, but right? I. Um, I've definitely lamented with other illustrators about how painful it is to create something (laughs) it's fun too don't get me wrong I enjoy it I love it but yeah writing yeah
0: I get it my my own solution to that is I never write for money like afterwards I can sell the thing but I never Mm -hmm. write for money I never write something Someone else wants me to write. I tried that, and it's terrible, and it never comes out well. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, and that then. can be hard. I, I I try to pick the manuscripts. Um, I've definitely turned down work before too, for whatever reason. Like you said, it. You you just know in your heart that it's not for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Good. Is there? Uh, I, I feel like we've reached the present and even the future. Like stuff you're planning uh, forward, the way you see the future, the next uh, year or two.
1: Well, I I would like to eventually probably revisit having an agent of some kind. Hmm. Um. And maybe stepping back into uh, publishing houses and step away a little bit from self-publishers. Although I've gotten a lot more used to working that way with um, people who maybe even don't know anything about publishing books. Um, But I think the next year or two will really be about... um, refining, my art. So developing uh, always developing the portfolio, you know, um, maybe doing more personal projects along with the children's books because um, there are there are definitely... Uh, bills to be paid and you know i have responsibilities and stuff but um on the back burner for me i feel like it's always been uh refining and getting a portfolio closer and closer to what i want it to be and getting better at what i do um and and hopefully you know only only publishing books i can be proud of you know
0: yeah
1: it's kind of a mundane goal it's it's not really a the goals never really changed the future's always been I don't really have huge big dream like plans in my life I guess like oh you know somebody might say oh I want to be the most famous this or that or you know but I mean I've I'm pretty satisfied with um with what I do and how things are going it's really more um, I want to get better at it I really want to just I would love to make a children's book that that people really love you know that um, Mm -hmm. that maybe uh, it'd be really nice if it was something that um, people collected almost like you know there are classic kids book I think everybody's read you know there's whatever title that everybody's had as a kid and everybody's had read to them when they were a child. And if I could do something like that, I would die happy. (laughs) That might be one of the big, big dream goals, but yeah, as far as, you know, two years from now, I just really want to get better at what I do. I think that would be my goal.
0: Can I ask a question about getting better? Of course. You know, um, I think after a certain stage, uh, I think it's not, uh, you know, let me know if it's, if what I'm saying is right for you. Uh, uh, after a certain stage, it's not the technical stuff. Like, right? you know, the technical stuff and the technical stuff you don't, you need to, like, it's not, it's not like if you need to learn something you you can do it very quickly. So it's mm-hmm. never the technical stuff once you get past a certain, you know, 21, 22, 23. Yeah. Um, then it becomes what's in your mind. So mm. if something's blocking you, if you are unable to do something, it's because in your head you are unable to do something. And if you could, you, you could also draw it. Like it's blockage in the mind rather than blockage that's uh, technical.
1: Yes. Yes, I agree with you. There's There is a desire to... Make something that you're really proud of. Um, and while I've had projects that I I like, and um, projects that I feel are yes, this is a this was a good job. I did a good job. It looks it looks really good, and things like that. I've I am. I wonder if I'll ever make something where I feel really satisfied with it and happy with it. Um, where say a year from now I look at it and go, oh, there's a mistake, there's a mistake, there's a mistake. I, I tend to do that with my art, where I'll be satisfied with something and then look at it say a year from then and go, oh, you know, I can do better now. Like I, I want to be able to create something that sits with me for years, as opposed to, um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just me, but I always feel like I'm. Not quite there, I'm not quite there yet <laughs> with uh what I'm doing. But um maybe,
0: maybe the trick is to try to do something impossible, like something mm. that's impossible for you, and you, to do that, you have to climb so many steps, you have to achieve so many things. Mm-hmm. The only way you'll be able to do it, but it's something beyond anything you thought you could, and certainly beyond anything you did till now. Yeah, maybe. What's the thing that's impossible for me to do now that would be fun if I could do it?
1: I think uh, either getting a contract with a writer that I've I really admire, uh, a a really well written manuscript um, with the right kind of challenges, asking for something I would love to illustrate. That would be. And if I don't find the right writer, I need to draw, write it myself. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. To do something I've way out of my league would be, well, I'm going around in circles in my brain, I think. Um, so that's why I think I dumbed it down a bit to uh, just describing it as making something I can be really satisfied with. Am yeah. I making sense? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I feel like I'm being a little too abstract, but, um, yeah.
0: Boy, I feel we're talking about helpful. the process and the way uh, our mind works and the things we want mm-hmm. to achieve. And we're yeah. not talking about, you know, uh, what's the right way to do perspective in a drawing, which for <laughs> most people. So- yeah, it
1: really is a concrete subject, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, is there anything else you want to say that we didn't cover, right?
1: Um, I think with the... With all of the things that we've talked about, I I think what it is is humble beginnings and humble expectations, but still little dreams, little big dreams that kind of keep going. And really just true love for um, picture books that uh, that's what I am all about.
0: Those are great parting words.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, just one, one last thing. Uh, where can people find you?
1: Oh, well, you can find me on Reedsy. Um, You can also find, I think it's just myskemble.com. Uh, S stands for Susan. So it's my first name, I, and then S, Kemble. That has my portfolio and I think some links and things like that to, you know, uh, my portfolio and hiring, how to hire me and things like that. I used to have a blog, but I don't do that anymore. I don't think anyone really blogs anymore, huh? They mostly do video chat or, you know, TikTok or whatever so <laughs> I'm a little outdated. I, I don't have any of those kinds of things, unfortunately. I do have an Instagram and things like that. But if you go to the site, it will have all of those
0: links on there. Thank you so much to Maya Scampbell. I hope you enjoyed the interview with her. By the way, wait for the uh, for the cool <laughs> YouTube when it's released in about two weeks. She walks from room to room trying to, keep, uh, to stay one step ahead of the uh, noise. I think. <laughs> anyway. Uh Sometimes, you know, when you listen, your experience is one thing. And when you see it, you'll experience something else. In most of uh, the episodes, uh you can see on YouTube that the experience is quite, quite different. And uh, I think enjoyable. So, uh check out our YouTube. Now, next time, because there's always a next time, we take a journey. A truly inspiring journey into indie comic book land. And quite possibly... The best success story I've ever heard in indie comics. So tune in for that. Now, what did you think about this episode? Email me at guy.hasson at geekdominpiles.com. I want to hear what you think. And I also want you to suggest interviewees for the podcast that I've never heard of before. Your friends could be my interviewees because they're geeks, right? Creators or fans. I am. Finding it harder to find fans to talk to, by the way. You know, most of them don't answer me. So, recommend people, please. Our website is com. On Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, we're at GeekdominPows. And now there's a YouTube called GeekdominPows. If you want to check out my other podcast, The Squash Buckler Diaries, it's an experiment in epic fantasy, totally indie, like nothing you've seen before, feel free to check it out. The Squash Buckler Diaries. I will see you next time, and for now, have an empowered day.